0: Let's get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to The Best Football Show, hosted by Brian Baldinger. Well, welcome to The Best Football Show. I'm your host, Brian Baldinger. I'm here every day at Baldy NFL. Twitter, Instagram, X, Threads, you know, YouTube, on your free Odyssey app. Wherever you download your apps, please check us out. But Week 17 kicked off last night in Cleveland, and it's an amazing story. Joe Flacco and the Cleveland Browns are an amazing story on every level. And, you know, I'll just go back to preseason. You know, we're sitting there in July and we're trying to dig up, and I work for the NFL Network, and we're just digging up storylines and things that we can get the fans excited about, what we might look forward to, what could be, you know, the big stories of the season. We always try to look ahead and look into that crystal ball to find out what might happen, who might emerge, who's the hot team, all that stuff. But you always have to play the season out. And, you know, I live in South Jersey, and not 15 minutes from me is where Joe Flacco grew up and where Joe Flacco lives. And Joe Flacco's out there throwing the football around and you know, you know, Haddon Heights High School or whatever with his brothers and kids or whatnot, trying to stay in shape. And he gets a phone call from the Cleveland Browns after Deshaun Watson is ruled out for the season. And they had played three quarterbacks. They had played Deshaun, they had played PJ Walker, they played the rookie Dorian Thompson Robinson. And they had some, they had had a little success, you know, with, with those players. They've won four in a row. Joe Flacco's thrown for over 300 yards in each of those four wins. And he's the toast of Cleveland, a star franchise, absolutely star. Um, and they're 11 and five right now. And Joe Flacco's the reason. Now the defense is still first rate. Uh, no question about it. Um, but Joe Flacco getting the ball on the run to drone forward for 50 yard scramble, drill, touchdown, getting away from, you know, Quentin Williams uh, Quentin Williams last night. Throws to Njoku on third and 15, just floaters over the, the very tips, stretches the fingertips of C.J. Mosley, overcoming fumbles that, you know, certain players had last night. It's just an amazing story. And you really have to look at it and go, almost like why isn't Joe Flacco even in the league? Like he's so much better than any quarterback that has played for the Jets. You just go through the string of teams. He's so much better than any quarterback that's played for the Atlanta Falcons, Uh, teams that were really looking to make playoff pushes this year. You know, the Falcons still have a chance. Um, Better than what I've seen in New Orleans. I mean, he's played at a very high level. Yes, he's thrown eight interceptions, uh, but he's overcome that with 13 touchdown passes. And big big throws down the field. They played without their best offensive weapon last night in Amari Amari Cooper. I mean, he had just come off a game where he had, you know, 265 yards receiving. But, you know, there's there's the rookie said Tillman and there's Elijah Moore and of course David Njoku and the scramble to Jerome Ford, and it doesn't seem to make any difference. They finished in Cincinnati. They could finish with a 12 and five record. The Ravens play the Miami Dolphins this weekend. Okay? They finish against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know. Maybe Baltimore loses both games. And if they do, and if Cleveland, bit, you know, finishes and takes care of business in Cincinnati, they could very easily be the number 1 seed and win the division. It's 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 so a lot is still out there. But they're they they made the playoffs. The Cleveland Browns are in the playoffs with their fourth quarterback who was sitting on a couch in Morristown, New Jersey, six weeks ago. And you would never think, for one, just after studying the tape this morning, that this was a guy that came in cold off the street. No preseason, no work, and the way that he's throwing the ball and the touch and the accuracy that he's throwing the ball with is just amazing. It's the best football joke. I think Lamar Jackson took over for Joe mid-season, around 2018, I believe. I think, believe it was 2018. So he really hasn't played. And then he's bounced. He's been with the Jets and with the Eagles. And he's bounced around, you know, different teams. Not really much success. So really the last real meaningful football that he's played is 2018. And he said last, you know, last night in the post-game interview with uh, Prime, he said, it feels great to play meaningful football in December. And I think even he had to probably stop to think, like, when was the last time that happened? You know, was it 2016, you know, New England? Like, I don't, you know, I don't have the information in front of me. But it's probably been seven or eight years since he's played meaningful football in December. You can't make this story up. And it's not going to go away. They played, they ran the ball really well in the first half, as well as they run it since Joe got there. The line played really well. Uh, they're very good. They're very, very good. And when you look at Batonio, Posick, and Teller, they're as good as any interior three offensive line in this league. And then if you look at what Hudson's doing and what Gerard Christian was doing, who they signed off the street probably eight weeks ago, it's just amazing to see the coaching, Bill Callahan on the offense lines, Stefanski, the play caller, the offense coordinator, just the way they're going about their business. And for people that want to, Say, well, Kevin Stefanski is the front runner for the coach of the year. He, well, he should be because it started before they played four quarterbacks. It started when he went out and got Jim Schwartz to come in and be his defensive coordinator. And right now, their defense is playing as well as any defensive football, including Baltimore. You look at the quarterback rating against them, the lowest in the league. You look at the completion percentage against them, the lowest in the league. Um, you look at them in so many different categories. They There's Ronnie Hickman last night a free agent, um, rookie out of Ohio State with an interception against uh, Trevor Simeon. Like, it seems like everybody that steps in steps up. So it's just a fantastic story. I couldn't get enough of it. I'm just watching some of these throws. We all saw the scramble, you know, with Quentin Williams chasing him. And he was able to square his shoulders, you know, outrun Quentin Williams for 20 yards and to make the throw to Jerome Ford who finished the play in the end zone. But the layered throws to Njoku over the field, the big third down conversions early in the game, the command of play action, the the uh, the play action fake, where he's literally hiding the ball from the Jets, giving him the dead fish hand to look at and to go bite on as he gets outside the pocket on a bootleg. It's remarkable. It's remarkable, and I don't think the story is going to go away. We'll see what happens, um, you know, for these other teams as they enter week 17 and what goes on. But regardless, the Browns are in the playoff, and the Browns will be a difficult out. Whether they win the division, they go as a five, six, seven seed. Though they seed, certainly won't be a 7 seed. But, you know, if Baltimore wins, they could easily be a 5 seed. Uh, all this stuff, you know, it is to be determined. I'm not here to try and tell you, like, I know what where they're going to go to play or whatever. But... I think they're going to be a difficult out for anybody that plays him because defense travels and Flacco has shown that he can go on the road and win games, come back down, you know, like they were against Chicago and come back and win. It's uh it's remarkable to see. So I'm power to, them. in fact, you have to go back to 1989. Think about this. You want to know how long the Browns have been starving. You have to go back to 1989. The last time. The Cleveland Browns had more wins than the Pittsburgh Steelers in a season. 34 years ago, you got to go back. Bill Cowell was coaching. They were 9-6-1. and one. They had more wins than the Pittsburgh Steelers, who had eight. 34 years since last time, they had more wins than the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. That's that. Um, I think, you know, when you look ahead to some of these matchups in, in these games this weekend – There's so many to kind of look forward to. But I think we got to go, like, I think I just want to wrap this up tonight. I know I've talked about this game. But this game in Dallas against Detroit on Saturday night, I don't know how these schedule makers have been doing it. They've been, the schedule came out in May. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Little do they know that these games, whether it was Christmas Day, you know, San Francisco, and Baltimore, two teams with two best records, it, whether it was Kansas City and the Las Vegas Raiders and how the Raiders would be playing this time of the year, um, whether it was Philadelphia and San Francisco, uh, Philadelphia-Dallas on a Monday night. Like, these games late in the year have been unbelievable how they have matched these teams up with so much to play for, Dallas and Detroit. And here we go. We get the 11-4 and four Detroit Lions and the 10-5 and 5 Dallas Cowboys at home, who are undefeated at home this year, 7-0 and at home. And here come the Detroit Lions with an offensive coordinator in Ben Johnson who might very well get a head coaching job this year. He's remarkable for what he's done. With an offense line that's as good in football as there is, when you look at Panay Sua at right tackle, Glasgow at right guard, Frank Ragna at center, Jonah Jackson at left guard, You know, uh, Taylor Decker at left tackle. You look at the the tight ends in LaPorta and right, like they can run the football. And usually if you can run the football, you can run the football on the road. If you can move bodies, you can run powers, you can put the defense in compromising positions where David Montgomery or Jameer Gibbs, uh, you know, can really find the daylight on their own. Like you just kind of plug it all up, move some bodies, let them go find daylight. Uh, Montgomery is your pounder. Jameer Gibbs is a guy that can do that, but at the same time, he can just make you miss. And so it's it's a great test, just that part. Then the play action passes off of it. And then the, the route combinations with Amon Ra St. Brown, and Sam Laporta, you know, and a variety of guys, Reynolds and uh, Khalif Raymond. I mean, it's, and Jamison Williams, and I think Jamison Williams could be a factor in this game because he can flat out run. And he had he there were safeties and the corners have to respect him, whether they go to him very often or just once. You have to respect the speed of Jamison Williams. He's just that electric. But then Dallas, look, look, they they got off to a good start against Miami. C.D. Lamb did, you know, they they lined him up a tailback last week and ran him through the line. They ran him on reverses. They got the ball to him for touchdown. I mean, I think Detroit's going to have their hands full with C.D. Lamb in this game. I mean, if you said, okay, C.D. goes for 12 catches and 150 yards, I'm like, sign me up. He could be that kind of a day, Um, especially if Tyron Smith gets back at left tackle. And I don't know that status on this Friday, uh, December 30th. But this game has everything you want. In a Saturday night game, we're sitting around getting ready for New Year's, New Year's celebrations. You you're getting ready for the New Year's Bowl games. You're getting ready for New Year's Eve NFL games. There's 10 one o'clock games on that day. Um, this is this is like a, you know, this is something to really get yourself salivating for football this weekend. I mean, it is it's coming at you full full force, Saturday, Sunday. And, of course, Monday with the college football bowl games. So, anyways, I I don't know what the tipping point is for Dallas here. Like, I know that they're, they're favored to win, and I expect them to win the game. But it won't surprise me if Detroit controls the line of scrimmage and can make a couple of big plays and keep Dak and that offense to eight or nine possessions in the game. And they are taking the ball away at high levels. Detroit struggles when they turn the ball over. When Jared Goff turns it over, when they lose fumbles, that's when they struggle. If they don't turn the ball over, they're generally a very, very good football team. And so that's is, just, you know, that's their, uh, that's what, and they, and they feast off turnovers. You know, whether it's Micah Parsons on pressure, whether it's, you know, Deron Bland or Stefan Gilmore at the corners, um, you know, making electric plays. The guy that I would look for in this game to be big is Donovan Wilson, number six for the Cowboys. He's He lines up everywhere. He's a blitzer. He's a half-field safety. He's a up-in-the-box linebacker. He's at the line of scrimmage on tight ends. He is a versatile player. And he, he's, he's been a little absent this year because he's had some injuries. But I would look for Donovan Wilson to show up in this game that kicks off one of the best football weekends I can remember in a long, long time. Uh, you know, Michigan – In Alabama, Washington, Texas, all the one o'clock games, Uh, Baltimore in Miami at one o'clock. You know, does Miami uh, knock off Baltimore from the number one seed? Can they do it? Can they sew up the AFC East? All those questions are to be answered. And I'm going to tell you all about it. Come maybe New Year's Day. I don't know if we'll do it New Year's Day or not. Might be too much football in the brain to sit down and talk to you. But we'll be here all next week breaking it all down, recapping what we saw. And what we watched and some of the stars and um, let's face it, there might be a few goats along the way that gets their teams eliminated uh, in this playoff hunt that Cleveland just got themselves into last night, kicking off week 17. We'll be back here next week, everybody. Thanks for joining the best football show and your host, Paul uh, the NFL, Brad Baldinger. I'll be here next week, breaking it all down.